So that's fantastic. Sounding, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Um, I like it. All right. Welcome yep. to Cook It. We're Dre and Renee, friends who love to cook. Though we are busy with six kids combined, we still take time to meal plan and make home cooked meals for our families. This we're this month, I guess. This month we're going to explore the joy yep. of cooking. Uh, it's such a behemoth it's so huge it is it's meant to be an encyclopedia for home cooks yeah well it's an encyclopedia like the larousse (laughs) gastronomique that's right that's what i talk like yes i uh i have some fun facts about the joy of cooking your fun facts so uh my i you have the latest edition Mm -hmm. right so my edition was from 2006, right. and it was the 75th anniversary mm-hmm. one. So I think you have the uh, 100 anniversary? No, is that the one I think the have? 100 is coming up next. Okay. Um, 80th, maybe? So no, it's more the, older. Hold on. Keep going. Yeah. Um, so the kitchen... The the um, the blog, the kitchen without yep. an e in kitchen. Um, they read an article recently. It's like they knew that we were going to be reviewing mm-hmm. Joy, and uh, they gave me some fun facts um, on the authors, which are Rombauer, Becker, and Becker, and the like. It's been basically passed down like through generations of these mm-hmm. women, and. So the current authors of the latest edition, like what they changed and why it doesn't have photos. And I guess back in the 1950s, um, it was decided to keep food photography out because when you included it, it dates the mm-hmm. book. So by having no photos, um, Marion, one of the authors, she had her vision of a timeless classic, mm-hmm. which is very telling because people are still using it today. And so in the latest edition that you have, there was talk of adding photos, but they didn't want readers to feel like their food didn't measure up if it didn't match the photo in the book. Mm -hmm. So again, they went with no photos, which I thought was very interesting being um, a cookbook lover that loves good food photography and is drawn in often by photos. um, I'm wondering if that's why I had such trouble, but um, that interview was done um, like I said, on the, the blog called The Kitchen. So that's C-I-T-C-H-N. Um, and they did an interview with the Joy of Cooking author, just so that I credit Ooh. them accordingly. You can go and find that there. Um, and I'll make sure that we add that link in the oh, show notes. I also have a fun fact. Um, the, uh, Ooh, well, both. Irma, the original author, uh, in the 1930s, yes. her they were doing like they were well to do. They had a person who cooked for them, but then the stock market crashed, and her husband had poorly invested their money, and so he oh. died by suicide. And she was left <gasps> with no money and no job and kids to support. So she oh wrote God. a cookbook, and they were like, "But you don't like to cook." But the idea was that she really liked to entertain and she wanted to be able to whip up, spend the least amount of time in the kitchen possible, whip up recipes and get back out to the party. And so she did like, she also pioneered this like uh, 
what is it? Not a mise en place, but like, I think it's called active cooking method where you just have the list of ingredients in the recipe instead of on the side. And uh, apparently the the whole reason we do uh, ingredient lists on the side is for scaling up big restaurant, like um, order menu, like orders. So whenever they're ordering, they go, okay, I need all of these things. And so the list is right there. It's, it's not designed for home cooks. It's designed for restaurant tours. So she was like, she was oh. like, F that. We don't need that. <laughs> it's in bold. People will find the, find the ingredients. I'm like, I agree. I was, wow. I was quite um, surprised whenever I started leafing through it. Cause I got mine. Mine's the new version with 600 new recipes. And uh, yep. I got mine at uh, Indigo, actually, and it went on super sale before Christmas. So that's why I picked it up. And uh, I was very shocked at how the recipes are laid out and how everything is sparse. That's what I'll say. Sparse. Yeah. And there's no pictures. Like there's occasionally yeah. um, like a line drawing of what you need to do, but few and yes. far between they yeah for sure well that gives me a lot more respect for um the author oh right and it was her daughter who Um, picked up the picked up the mantle after marion rombauer becker yeah she's yeah she was she's the one i talked about yeah she's the one who made it into like the encyclopedia for home cooks with all the information that anyone could possibly need that was her vision and apparently that's the one that people consider like the gold standard of the joy of cooking you know in case you were wondering (laughs) yeah that's crazy on the kitchen nerd she's over here yeah well i mean i think we're both kitchen nerds in our in our own way in our own respect yes um at first glance like so i've had this sitting on my shelf for Mm -hmm. a while I got it for Christmas oh, one year. Um, it is, yeah, it is giant. Um, and I find that the book itself is structured in a very old-fashioned mm-hmm. way. Um, and so I'm not sure, like, and old-fashioned, but you've just explained, like, the how why the ingredients are kind of within yeah. um, the, the cooking method. So... I'm I'm having a difficult time um, envisioning like how I'm going to like usually I can see like oh I'm going to do this 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 and this but I'm having trouble kind of like getting that picture of how things will come together mm-hmm. so what about you is there anything you're unsure of about tackling this book uh, well there's a lot there's just a lot. I was like, how am I going to go through all the recipes and figure out what I want to make? Because there's no pictures. You just have to know what stuff is. Um, which yep. I have another book that's like that. And it is literally an encyclopedia. And it has no introduction whatsoever. You just have to be like, well, I hope you know what this is because you're making it. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Um, this one I find is a little better because usually there's like at least a line or two of description like yeah. I just opened it up to pesto and it's like Italian for paste pesto is popular blah 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 um so I I was struggling to pick recipes just because I 
I couldn't leaf through the entire book and pick that way. So what I did was I went through the index and uh, that actually made it a lot more exciting for me going through the index. They also have a list at the front of this edition. That's like um, the author's favorites, quick meals and that sort of thing. So I, uh, I leafed through that and then also went through the index and was pretty happy. Like, I don't know. I, I made a list of like 20 recipes I wanted to try. I even used it yesterday. I thought like, I have extra egg yolks. What can I do with that? Maybe I'll make lemon curd. And I busted this book out to look up the lemon curd recipe. It calls for whole eggs. Yeah. See, and the index isn't something unless, well, I mean, they have the index, but they don't have those, um, sections like there there was one from her cottage too that you had talked about whenever we were deciding Mm -hmm. how we were going to tackle this and my book just doesn't have that um and a lot because we have two different editions a lot of the page numbers are different so I don't think we'll be referencing page numbers whenever we're talking about the recipes um just because they might not be the same as our listeners page numbers and hopefully the recipes that we do do are in some form in whatever edition the listeners have, because um, some of I like some of the recipes like didn't line up. Like you had new ones that I didn't have. So oh yeah, there um, was like which, a sourdough so think, starter chocolate cake that you cho- didn't have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, I think as they release different editions. And I think especially with the one that you have, like they've done a lot of changes to it. They talked about how um, in previous editions, there would be ways of referring to a certain type of cooking that weren't necessarily, um, I, like I think they, they would refer to something maybe like like an Indian dish, whereas now we would refer to it as a Middle Eastern dish. Yeah. Um. So I think they made a lot of those changes um, just because think times have changed. Yeah. So they wanted to make sure that they were making really conscious updates to the book and making it better for everyone, not just looking at recipe content and increasing the number of recipes. Yeah, it's. I'm sure it's at the start it was very like American forward. So. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too. Like it. It was, and I find it still is. In my edition, like, a lot of the recipes seem to be, like, a can of cream of something soup. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's just – so that that's kind of what I'm worried about, too, is I don't cook that way. Like, I don't use cans of cream soup in my cooking. Um, I find it defeats the purpose of making a home-cooked meal. So. I sometimes bust it out whenever I'm trying to cheat. Like, I want to make chicken pot pie, and I don't want to make the sauce myself. So I'm like, here you go. Boop. Done. This is, like, the second or third time you've brought up chicken pot uh. pie. And I am just baffled. Like, I have never made chicken pot well, pie. Well, it's... Is it not just, like, a chicken stew? Basically, yeah. With a crust yeah, on top? But like, okay. I also make this crepe dish, but it doesn't have a name, so I can't use it as an example. <laughs> It'd be a terrible example. No one would yeah. know what I was talking about. <laughs> anyway, which uh, is funny. Chicken pot pie. I'm someday. I'm gonna have to try I mean, it. That and tortilla. You've been living your life this long without it. You're probably fine. Do you yeah. think? 
Because some people would argue that I am living a sheltered life because I haven't had those uh, things. I would say try steak and ale pie instead because it's a, a steak watch? and ale pie. It's like um, beef slow braised in like a beer sauce that comes turns into gravy. And then you put a pastry lid on that and it's amazing. They, It's hmm. like, uh, shockingly, it's another British thing. It's surprising, right? That I like, it, yeah, that no, I like British stuff. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Weird. I know. Oh. Anyway. So, um, so that is, that's what's yeah. holding you potentially back. Like you're not sure about those things. Anything yeah. else? Have you yeah. made anything out of it before? Like no. Before this? <laughs> no, I haven't. Um, but I did see, so um, you'll remember a few episodes back, like um, we talked about like what we listened to in the background or what we've been listening to. And I often have Gilmore Girls mm-hmm. on repeat. Um, like I've probably watched the entire series a number of times. And so I noticed when I was going through the beginning of this book, probably the first third, that she has a recipe for Johnny Marzetti. Yeah. Which is a pasta dish that um, they make on Gilmore Girls. And then she also has a recipe for mock turtle soup, which is another recipe that Richard requests when his mom Mm -hmm. dies and he just wants a comfort soup. So, um, I thought I thought that was pretty cool, and I wonder if some of like that inspiration came from this book. I'm not sure. I'm making wild assumptions <laughs> here, but so that was kind of fun um, that those came out, and maybe it's just like the area of the United States that uh, Irma was from, mm-hmm. or previous like editors and authors have been from, because uh, Gilmore Girls is shot in. Connecticut yes am I right is that a state I I'm super good at U.S. geography guys um so it's shot in like that northeastern area of the United States and maybe I don't know enough like were the authors of this book from that area of the United States who knows but again wild assumption making here people you're not far off because the (laughs) cottage the cottage that you referenced was in like upstate wherever, and that's where she went to write some of this book. Um, okay, I'm just gonna quickly Google it because because I uh, looked it up earlier. Oh no, now I don't yeah. know. It's a French. It's a location in France, Cookin, but I know yeah. that's like there we go. I know that. Also, no, 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 no. The name of her. Sorry. God. The name of her. We're killing it. This is great podcasting. Home in Anderson Township, which is near Cincinnati, Ohio. So, was the name of her country oh. home. But I don't know where Ohio is in relation to anything else. So, you know, la, 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 la. Um, so Ohio would be, con- so this I know, friends, because Ohio is beside Indiana, which is beside Illinois. Um, and so that is kind of Eastern, but it's actually more like, I would say it's more like central country. Mm-hmm. Um, P.S. I have um, the ninth edition. Yeah. That's what. Okay. Mine is... You must have the 7th, which is the 1997, or you have the 8th, which is from 2006. 
Yeah, I have the eighth. Right. And it's yeah. the 75th. So, yeah. Yeah. So that being said, um, I am, yeah, our listeners can find this book everywhere. They can probably get it used for oh, a while. You know what? I keep, Who knows? I keep Again, calling at Value Village and I have yet to see it. Mm-hmm. Really? But if you went to a used oh, bookstore? Oh, yeah, I don't do that. It's trouble. It's trouble yeah. if I go in there. Yeah, but like my uh, my brother-in-law, he peruses used bookstores often. Or I'm, again, wild speculation here um, and assumptions being made. Um, but for some reason, I can remember him saying he was at a used mm. bookstore. Um, I think that they would probably have it. But that being said, like it's not super expensive whenever you get it from... Um, indigo or amazon mine went on sale it was four, 12 bucks 12 yeah bucks. yeah so I I, this was a christmas gift so i don't know how much it was yeah but. well i was i was excited because i bought it at costco first for 21 dollars, and then i was like this is a steal and then i saw it go on sale at indigo and i was like i want the better price yeah because you know <laughs> that's who um, I am. and i was like it's worth the effort to go and return this which it was because I always have to go to Costco. So what? Uh, so well, I'm not. I shouldn't say what because it's my recipe. So next, our next episode, we're going to be tackling some recipes out of this mammoth mm-hmm. book. Um, and the first one will be sourdough starter and rustic bread. But you already have a starter in your yes. fridge, so you won't have to go through that. So. Stay tuned for my starter and sourdough bread adventures. Mm-hmm. It seems like quite a process, so I'm a little concerned about it, but I'm willing to put in the work if it tastes good. And I'm hoping that the starter goes well so that it will be something I can keep and grow and cook from often. Um, I really enjoy making homemade bread, and I think right now in these current <sighs> situations making bread is a good mm-hmm. skill to have in case, in case no one has pieced this together we're all i call it house arrest but it's self-isolation <laughs> that's what we're all doing right now we're self-isolating which is why we're recording remotely and social distancing, yes. social distancing. Yep. my kids are loving it yeah yeah my kids are chomping at the I know. Bit. at least you guys can go outside so. and like play when the weather is a little nicer and things dry out a bit oh i sent them outside yesterday and they came in you guys wet, have a trampoline wet, though don't wet. you or is it not set yeah up? but the it, it's set up but i don't think it's quite ready to go mm-hmm. uh we stored the picnic table underneath no. it <laughs> so. it really limits their bouncing ability <laughs> yeah and everything is still frozen mm. so yeah, yeah. um do you have any concerns about our first recipe, the sourdough? Uh, okay, so I have had my starter since 2017, and I honestly have never, oh never made sourdough bread. I've used it for other things. Like I made, <laughs> well, be, okay, so it was an experiment that I did because I wanted to see if I could make it. So I did make it. Yeah. And then and then I like, I was off on, I was off on mat leave at the time and I was like, Oh, I have all this time. I can do it. And then I went back to work and I never have time. So, and I always make, I make regular bread all the time. I just don't make sourdough. And so 
I'm a little nervous to make sourdough for the first time using my starter that has been oh. living in my fridge for that long because I don't know if it actually works. I've made uh, sourdough muffins and pizza and like that sort of stuff. I often like I yeah. often use the because you have to add stuff or you pour stuff out and then add stuff. I can't remember what the situation is, but so yeah. I'm a little I don't know. I'm nervous to make it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, that is, I'm, I'm surprised. I thought you would have been like making sourdough, like mad balls, seeing as you have, ha- have one in your fridge, you know what? a starter that you've been culturing for the, all you these can years. ignore them for a really long time and then feed them and everything's fine. So that's usually what I do. I'll ignore it for like a month at a time and then I'll take it out and let it come to room temp and feed it and then put it back in the fridge. So like, goodbye. I call it Stella. Stella? Yeah. I don't nice. know why, but still is always in the fridge. So you're just concerned about it performing in the initial recipe that it was meant to yeah. be. Yeah, and I know like the flavors there because it is funky smelling. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. smell rotten. It just you know smells what? like pungent. Yeah. Well, and like we we talk about that funky smell, but I actually find that yeasty funk to be like a comfort. Oh, I smell. love yeast. Love it. Is that no, weird? I don't think so. <laughs> oh, I mean, I think we've already established that we're both weird, mm-hmm. but there's a in the best possible there's way. There's a yeast shortage right now, and I am laughing all the way to my freezer where I have like an enormous mason jar full of yeast because I bought it at Costco like a year ago, and it was one of those bricks wow. of yeast because I like I make a lot of bread, so I bought one of the bricks for four yeah. bucks. And it, apparently, if you keep it in the freezer, it'll last almost indefinitely. So that's where mine is. Oh. And I'm like, no yeast shortage for me. I also. So is there still. Pardon? Is there still yeast bricks at Costco or those I are don't also. Know. Sold I haven't out been too? there in like two weeks. So I'm not sure. I've heard that people are going to multiple stores to try and find yeast. So um I don't know I also when I was in the states the last time I sprung for this red seal came out with a sourdough yeast so you get the flavor of sourdough without actually having to do the starter and I was like yes please because I'm a cheater um I uh I stocked up on yeast like in the very early stages of the craziness social distancing Mm -hmm. yeah and so, and I have it in my fridge, but now I'm wondering if I should put it I'm in I'm sure freezer. it'll be fine. They last um, like, they last for almost two years on the shelf. So, especially yeah. if it's sealed. Cool. It's just once it's open, like those bricks. Yeah. Like, oh, let's put it in a mason jar and throw it in the freezer. And it works every time. Like, I don't have any tri- problems, so. That's a good idea. I'm going to look for that brick, too, because. And it's the good stuff. Um, it's like the red, red seal or whatever it's called. Yeah. Red yeah, calf. Yeah, maybe. No, that's bigger. Okay. Because um, I make a lot of bread and pizza mm-hmm. dough and stuff too. So if I could get a brick that stayed in the fr- oh, freezer, yeah. that would it's be It's so perfect. much cheaper than those little packets. Because like you'll use two packets to make pizza and then there's half your supply gone. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, so as we wrap this episode up, uh, I think last episode we talked about, you asked me any cookbooks that I'm coveting. Mm-hmm. I have a question for oh. you. Is there anyone who has not released a cookbook at all or lately that you wish they would? 
Uh, that's a great question. Actually, there's this baker that I used to follow religiously. Uh, what was her name? Yep. The blog was called Not So Humble Pie. And it's like super old. She stopped publishing like at least, I want to say like 10 years ago. But she was, okay, eight years ago she stopped publishing. But she was on point. Yeah. Like she was all about the science yeah. of baking and like her bakes were nerdy Ooh. and delightful. And so she did like, she did a whole series on the different kinds of macarons, like French, oh. Italian, whatever the other one is. And uh, she plotted like the sugar to almond ratio on a chart so that you could see like which ones had the best result and what the ratios were and stuff. So you could make oh, your wow. own reliable recipe. And like, she was just on point. I wish that one, she would come back yeah. to blogging and two, that you put out a book. <laughs> like, yeah. That sounds like an amazing like eight book. Eight years later. And I'm still like, but she might come back. She might. And what was, what was her uh, name again? The blog was called Not So Humble Pie. Ooh. And okay. I'm taking and, note like, of that. So many good recipes. And like, she had like 15 different kinds of fudge that I was just like, I want to try all of these. They all sound delicious. And yeah. some, anyway, yeah. Joy, uh, most of the food bloggers that I read have already put out books. Like I read Joy of Joy the Baker and The Kitchen and Smitten Kitchen and like they all have books and Food 52 has a bunch of books. So it's, it's hard to pick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, my current, um, fate, like the current blog that I would like to, see in a cookbook we talked about it in episode seven um is pinch mm. of yum she was the one who made that winter grain bowl that i uh made for my entire Office, um, yeah. team yeah. at work um yeah but she her food is so good like everything i've made from her vegan recipes to her like full meat mm -hmm. recipes are delicious and her flavors are on point so I would really love it if she would release a cookbook. And I'm hoping that that's in her plans because she now has a studio, mm -hmm. like a full-on studio. And um, yeah, so she's who I would like to see release nice. a book. There's some – I yeah. have a lot of respect for food bloggers who really um, vet their recipes. Like they test. Yeah, and who yeah, commit, They test right? and test. Like that's one thing – I think that's why Smitten Kitchen is so – popular because like you know Deb has made this recipe five times and she will even go yeah. back years later and re like fine-tune the recipe and update it and post new pictures and like she is on it that's why I like and like yeah. I've never had a bad recipe from her you know, I know same with pinch of yum the the liquor store here puts out the food and drink magazine they could do a book yes they, they do. could do a book and I would they buy could. it happily because not like sometimes their recipes are too overly complicated but I've never had a bad one like I may I thought if you follow yeah. the, the instructions and get the ingredients the recipes are always good and I think that's where I got my milfe recipe it was called a it was called oh. a Napoleon but uh it's basically just puff pastry with whipped cream and uh I think it was raspberries but I made it like when I first yeah. started dating my husband 
and I made it for my in-laws and they loved it and they were so impressed. And I was like, actually, it was really easy. <laughs> but anyway. If- yeah. So note, note to the LCBO, make a cookbook. We will buy, will it. buy it. And we, and we'll probably do an ep- uh, few episodes yeah, on it. I would do at least four. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks Wait, to I our have, house I have a question arrest. for you. Oh, have, so? since you put me on the spot, I'm yes. putting you on the spot. Uh-huh. Do you have any food <laughs> projects lined up at the moment? Like the sourdough starter but i meant like anything else you got you've always wanted to do and Um, now that you're under house arrest you have the time and i so yeah half baked harvest um she does a lot of how-to videos and uh on instagram and so her latest uh recipe um how-to was on um bagels uh was it bagels no it was yeah it was like uh, pretzel yeah. donuts, pretzel bagels, something I was just like that. Of that. And they look so, amazing. so I think I'm I'm going to attempt mm. those. Um, Does it call for malt in the next few malt days? syrup or something to boil the uh, molasses? Oh, okay. Or maybe it's malt syrup. She like I don't think that really. I don't think usually it's. I think she uses molasses okay. and it could be malt syrup, but she's like molasses is fine. Cause it just still gives that colorful sticky yeah. outer that like, it's usually used for the boiling it, liquid, but it can be really hard to find. So like, as long as yeah. there's a substitution. If it calls for malt syrup, yeah. If it calls for malt syrup, I'm out of luck. No, use the molasses. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Well that, and I think that's what she said, like that she used in her video. I'll have to go back and look. I haven't, I have everything uh, like my reader down here so that I can like pull up the recipe and, and look at it really closely to make it. Yeah. But I am classic yeah. for not reading through a recipe before I decide to make it. I'm always like, I'm going to make this thing. Oh, it takes four hours. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah. I do not have that kind of time. And then you're up until two o'clock no, in the I morning. Just don't make it. <laughs> yeah. I made, well, I made my son's birthday for- cake in two days. I was like, Oh, I don't have time. <laughs> Oh, well, um, well, because of house arrest, my uh, some of my children are now screaming. Oh, no, time to wrap this <laughs> but up. So that's it for this week. We're going to be doing Joy of Cooking over the next few episodes. So stay tuned for that, everyone. And thank you to our listeners and supporters for always tuning in. And remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cook It Podcast and subscribe to us and listen. Uh, sorry fumble subscribe to us where you wherever you listen to your podcasts and don't forget to rate and review us because it helps others find us share us with all your friends Bye. bye